This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? (laughs) As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, guess what's happening with us out here in Right From The Deep World? Well, first, of course, we want to give our thanks to all our patrons on Patreon. We love you guys. Yes, we do. And special thanks to our March sponsor of the month, Stacy McLean. Stacy is hard at work on her first book. It's a Christian speculative fiction called Make Known the Path. Stacy, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to be at Mount Hermon, both Aaron and I, in April 1 through 7, and that's happening near Felton, California at the Mount Hermon Christian Conference Grounds. I'm going to be teaching a pre-conference mentoring track for up to six novelists, and we're going to be learning how to self-edit your own fiction and creating a map for each of those authors about how they can go through and edit their own manuscripts. Cool. And I am doing a pre-conference mentoring track also called Unlock Your Manuscript's Potential, and that's intermediate nonfiction self-editing. And we are going to ask hard questions. That's what we're going to do. And we are going to make books better. And you can find out more information at writers.mounthermon.org. Writersmounthermon.org. And now, here's here's the the show. Hello, writers. We're so glad you've joined us here on The Deep. Um, I don't know about you guys, um, but I feel like it was just New Year's Day, okay? (laughs) It's already March, (laughs) and that means it's spring in the United States, uh, where we're recording, and where I live in Kansas, the weather is warming for sure. People are outside. I saw high high school students get this. They're across the street at the field from me, and they're pole vaulting. (laughs) They are springing into the air. (laughs) Trees are budding, and there's this whole sense of renewal in the air. And that's what we want to focus on today. We want to focus on renewal and how very important renewal is. You know, Scripture talks about renewal in several places, and it's woven into the gospel itself. Uh, Consider Colossians 3, 9 through 10, and it says, we've taken off our old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. And 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We cannot take something this important, renewal, for granted. We need to regularly take stock, and we need to be purposeful and ask, what needs renewal in our lives? But uh, first, let's, uh, let's define renewal better. What is it exactly? Well, Merriam-Webster gives one definition of renewal as to make new spiritually. 
I like that. It's not the first definition listed, but we should cover it first, because for us as believers in God, it all starts with spiritual renewal. First, when we accept Christ, we go from death to life. And that's, I mean, that's the best news ever. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. As we live out our faith, we experience and we need spiritual renewal on a regular basis. Now, we're not saying you have to renew your acceptance of Christ. No, don't be one of those kids at church camp who goes up to the <laughs> altar every year to accept the Lord. Remember those kids? Once you accept Christ's gift of salvation, he covers you with his blood and brings you into relationship with the Father. So no, we're not talking about renewing our commitment to living and following Christ. But here's what we're like, guys. We are like what the uh, what the hymn writer Robert Robinson says. He wrote the text for Come Thou Fount, and I love the way he says it. He says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And he wrote that in 1758. But here's the thing, we've not changed, not one bit since then. So again, we need to stop. We need to check in with our heart. It's not, have we wandered from God? That's not it. It's how and where have we wandered, and what do we need to do to get back? You know, for me, on a, on a personal level, spiritual renewal comes in a lot of different ways. It comes when I'm in nature, when I'm playing with my dogs. It comes through spending time doing nothing but reading the Word, uh, sometimes just reading it, sometimes reading it out loud. Uh, times in focused prayer can bring me spiritual renewal. And sometimes and, when those uh, focused prayer times just just tossing this in here, it does help to focus on God, refocus on Him. Um, talk about in your mind the characteristics. Think of them and consider them because God is our source of renewal. So that's just one suggestion I'd have for your focus time in prayer. Who is God? Spend some time thinking about that. I remember when I lived in Illinois, I had the leader of our Bible study became a very good friend of mine. And we were in that Bible study for the 20 years we lived in Illinois. And he was an avid fisherman. And he and I used to go out on the rivers, which there were lots of them around where <laughs> we lived. And we would go fishing in our hip waders and casting out and talking. And we spent the whole time talking about God together, about living a life of faith. And there was something so amazing in fishing and talking about God. I always came away feeling renewed and a sense of, of new joy and purpose in Christ. So there's, there's a lot of ways that we can find renewal. Those things work for me. Other things may work for you. But ultimately, remember that renewal is in God's hands. He does this for us, regardless of the location or efforts or anything that we bring to the table. Isaiah 41, 17 through 18 says, The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. Mm, I love that. That, that. that tells us, guys, we don't need to make renewal. We do need to ask for it. We do need to focus on it. But God makes it. 
Another definition of renewal, and this is actually the first one our friend Merriam-Webster listed, (laughs) is to make like new, restore to freshness, vigor, or perfection. Um, So let's skip the notion of perfection. (laughs) We will never achieve that. (laughs) Our our sound editor knows that. He erases our boo-boos for us. (laughs) But but, uh, take stock, guys. This is a time to ask yourself, in what areas do you need new freshness? or vigor. Are you physically tired? Are you worn out? Are you used up? Or maybe you're creatively burned out. Maybe you feel like your ideas have dried up and withered. There's always professional fatigue where you feel like your career has gone stale or you've noticed you're doing the same old, same old with every book or article. Or maybe you're still new to writing and you don't have 800 books behind you, but you're trying to get that first one done and you feel like your energy for finishing that manuscript or even continuing to write has drained away. This is all normal. We all go through times like this where we need to be restored to freshness. But guys, that means that what we have to do first is stop and notice that it happens. Sometimes we just, we don't even notice that we need re- renewal. So first notice it. And then second, you have to take the time for renewal. You guys know that we can't keep going when our physical bodies are at the breaking point. Problem is we're too often not keyed in, not tuned in to where our bodies are at, where our physical bodies are at. We ignore the fact that we haven't slept well for weeks and weeks and weeks. We ignore the fact that we're not eating right. We ignore the fact that we haven't exercised in months. And tell us that that age-old thing, I just don't have time. Well, here's the thing. You don't have an unlimited supply of energy. You have to manage your body, your physical existence. You have to listen to your body and rest when you need to. So I'm going to ask you, are you eating right? Are you sleeping well? And you need to ask yourself those things and see, are you doing anything restorative or are you just using up your body? (laughs) Creative energy, guys, that's limited. And we have to manage it well, using it where God directs. And we have to feed our creativity to nurture it. I teach a workshop at writers' conferences on nurturing creativity, and I give a handout called Creativity Starters. There's a bunch of stuff listed there, and we will have that available in the podcast show notes, a link to it, so you can get that and you can get all the information. But let me share a few of the highlights. To jumpstart creativity, get quiet. We just don't do that very often. Distract yourself. Let something or someone else do the work for a while, like watching cartoons or a movie or babysitting a kid, visiting the art museum or gallery. Those things always will spur creativity within us. Uh, Do something relaxing. Shoot, take a bath, a nice hot bath. Go for a bike ride, but take a pad and pencil along or a mini recorder to capture ideas when they spark. There's so many things that you can do. And like I said, you can get some of them, get the rest of them from that link in the show notes. Right. So here's the thing, guys. You have to be careful, not just now thinking about renewal, but be careful as you go forward. It's not just physical energy that you need to deal with. It's creative energy. And pay attention to how are you using that. Plan your activities, if at all possible, so that you can alternate between something that uses up your creative energy and something that restores it. And while you're evaluating your writing... 
guys, if you've been writing the same old, same old, you know, chances are that your readers might be noticing that too. So here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying go change your brand. (laughs) I'm saying it's time though to deliberately search for ways to freshen your writing. So for that, couple ideas. Maybe take a weekend and read a new writing book, even if you've been writing for decades. Uh, Another thing you can do is broaden the source of the stimulation that you take in every day. Creativity is about making connections across disciplines and ideas. So some of the things that Karen talked about for renewing creativity would apply here as well. You know, go take a class or a seminar in something completely new. Maybe you've always been interested in it. Um, Go to a vineyard, learn how to play chess or take up calligraphy or whatever, bake bread over a campfire, you know, whatever it is, infusing your brain with new ideas and experiences is going to infuse your writing. And if you're just tired of writing, well, we all get there. At some point, we all get there. It's time to think back and remind yourself why you started writing in the first place. What drew you to it? If you're in the midst of discouragement and deadlines and delays and feeling like all of that joy of writing is gone, step back and ask yourself, what draws me to write? Is there something that still draws me to write? And if there is, write it down. Pray about it. See what God is telling you. Now, I know this is hard, and we've said it in other podcasts, but it could be it's time for you to stop writing. If not for good, then maybe for a season. You know, priorities change, passions change, interests change, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with moving on to something different. If that's what you feel God is telling you, right? he gave you the task, he can set you free from it if it's right to do so. Or it could just be time to let God remind you of all the ways your writing pleases him all the ways it helps you grow, all the ways it helps you be conformed to the image of Christ and then reaches out and shares that image with the people around you. Right. Another definition of renewal from Webster's again is to restore to existence, to revive. And there's a great example of this in the Bible in 2 Kings 22 and 23. At King Josiah's command, the Israelites are restoring the temple and they find the book of the law, which is God's covenant. And the whole nation, they basically have forgotten about it, okay? And they read it. Josiah realizes, oh my goodness, we have not been keeping these commands. He's so mortified and distraught. He tears his clothes a sign of mourning and distress. And then they rededicate themselves to following God's laws, to being his people. And they have a ceremony, you know, to outwardly show the renewal of the covenant. So maybe for you, maybe you've gotten sidetracked from writing like the book of the law. It sort of got lost in your life, buried under other business or activities. Or maybe you did have to step away for a while. So this is the time when we're thinking about renewal to take the time to re evaluate. It could be it could be time for you to recommit to make plans again and set goals and follow through. For some, it helps to have a ceremony of sort to mark your restoration. Now, this could be as simple as just going to the store and buying a new journal. We all love <laughs> we all love office supply stores, let's admit it. <laughs> or maybe you write down a new and improved mission statement. Or maybe you go out with your friends or family to celebrate your renewal, your re commitment to this. For others, it isn't a time to restore your writing time, but that's okay. You have taken the time to consider it, and you can move forward with peace. Even if that's hard because you want to be writing, you know you've put 
thought and prayer behind not writing. It's a decision. It is not something you've accidentally drifted to. Okay, now this is going to seem like a non sequitur, but I promise you it's not. I love spring. I absolutely love this time of year. And like Erin mentioned, we're in March. And here in Southern Oregon, what March means is that flowers have been blooming for almost a month because we have a really temperate climate here. And right now, if I look out my window, my grass is green and growing and my daffodils and jonquils are exploding with color, my mini irises. I mean, so many things are coming to life out there as I drive through my community. Um, I see the trees budding out. I see the flowers everywhere. It's so exciting to see that. Normally, just a few weeks before, just a month before, everything was frozen in the ground. I, I always champ at the bit for Mother's Day because I want to plant more flowers, but you can't do it until the ground's not frozen anymore. All of it is locked inside that frozen ground, so you have to wait till Mother's Day to plant so the plants don't get frozen out. Well, maybe your writing career feels like it's frozen too. Ha! I told you I'd come back. <laughs> maybe contracts have dried up or gotten canceled and your career just kind of seems to have died without your consent. How do you restore that? Well, you can't, but God can. And so first and foremost, pray. Submit your career, your writing, your passion to God. Ask for his wisdom and guidance. I guarantee you he will give it. And sometimes what he gives us is the realization, maybe it's time to try a different genre. If you feel God telling you to keep writing what you know and love, to stay in the same thing that you've been doing, then for heaven's sakes, keep writing. Remember, this this whole writing career, all of this stuff about writing because God has given us this task— it's about obedience. And when you obey God, even when it doesn't make sense to you, even when you maybe think that your career has come to a standstill, obey and your spirit through that obedience will be restored. And one more thing, as we're talking about the concept here, or the slant of restoration, sometimes we need physical restoration. Right. Uh, perhaps we have been debilitatingly sick, or you broke your wrist, or you needed surgery, or whatever. We can't help those things, but what we can do is make sure we're regularly reevaluating then. Are we ready to reestablish physical activity? Are my bones healed? Is my body over its illness? We have to ask because it's easy to slip into complacency and never get back to the physical activity. So if your body is ready, great. Pick out your first day and get back to work. And then, hear me now, take it slow. If you are not ready yet, that's okay too. You've done the work to check. Another thing to consider on the health front is if things have changed. You know, for those who are like I am and you're inching into your mid-60s, um, things are different now than they were when I was 30. I could do a lot more back then. But now, as I look at my health and my life and the things that I deal with, lung disease and other things, I had to accept the fact that I couldn't do things now the way I did 30 years ago. I couldn't do the same level of work. I can't do the same amount of time of work. I have to make concessions. That's really, really hard to accept. And even if you're young and you're experiencing those things, it's so difficult to accept that, you know, you need to make some changes. 
changes that honor your body and your health. You're not giving in to something. You are treating your body the way you need to for it to be renewed and for it to have the energy it needs. So if God is telling you to stop and take stock of where you are physically, that there are things you need to let go of, do it. Fighting it is such a mistake. It will only create more stress. It'll tie up your creativity. Let go of what God tells you to let go of, because I guarantee you what he has for you in place of that, what's coming down the pike is much greater than you can imagine. Okay, so if it's just about exercising, though, it's it's so easy for all of us to get busy and to stop exercising again, to tell ourselves, I just don't have time to do that. But you have to make time. You have to make time to check in with your body, to evaluate what it means to be reestablished in your life that will help you be restored. And I know it never made sense to me when my father, who ate wheat germ every day of his life, ran five miles every day of his <laughs> life, was a racquetball semi-pro, when he would look at me and he would say, if you're tired, take a walk go play racquetball, do something active. And I would look at him and I'd think, I'm tired. I got to lie down. (laughs) I hate to say it, but he was right. Sometimes what restores your energy is getting out and actually doing something in the place of fatigue. So analyze that carefully. Do you need to take a nap or do you need to get moving? You just got to make those decisions for yourself. So the next definition of renewal is to make extensive changes in. Well, as writers, we're aware of the concept of revision. Right. We are painfully aware of the concept <laughs> Or we <of> should revisions. <laughs> be. Yeah. And you make extensive changes in our manuscripts. Uh, you, we have to apply this to our lives as well. Not every day, but maybe quarterly or whatever is appropriate or best for you. Look at the different areas of your life, your work life, your family life, your relationships, your behavior, your attitudes your health, all of those things. Take a look at them all and ask yourself, are there revisions I need to make? What's working? What isn't? Why isn't it working? And what can I tweak or change to be better? And what needs a complete overhaul? Right. And then make a plan to tackle that. Thinking about renewal is only half the battle. That is the easier half. After that, you have to decide how you want to put those revisions into practice. If you don't ever revise, you know, your your manuscript's never going to get better until you do the revisions. So do the revisions. Figure out how. One last definition we should talk about is to grant or obtain an extension of or on. And I wanted to cover this because it's easy for us to to get locked into our own timetable. It's our own creation. Karen's nodding at me because that's me. (laughs) I do that all the time. Um, We become slaves to this, guys, and we get stressed and we get frustrated and we get discouraged if, or I should say, when we cannot live up to it. So much needless worry, and I'm preaching to the choir on myself here, comes into our lives when we think we're in charge of what is ultimately God's domain, and that is His sovereign will, His perfect timing. So for this kind of evaluation, you got to look at your deadlines. Are they self-imposed or are they not? Are they causing you stress? Now, I am not saying deadlines are bad. Realistic goals are excellent. They're they're necessary. They help push us to completing projects. That's what they do. 
But it's also wise to reevaluate the timetables that you create and adjust them when it's necessary. You know, that whole thing is about trust. Do you trust that God is in control or are you letting your deadlines run you? I got an excellent piece of advice from Ken Peterson, one of my favorite people in Christian publishing. He was the editor over all of the books at Tyndale when I worked there and I was heading up the fiction line. He was my boss. And he looked at me one time and he said, Kieran, you cannot give in to the tyranny of the deadline. And I thought to myself, that's so counterintuitive. Of course, I'm going to give in to the tyranny of the deadline. I work in publishing. But what he was saying was, if you let the deadline push you, then where is excellence? And if you realize that something needs to be beyond the deadline in order to work toward excellence, you choose excellence, not the deadline. And something that I picked up just for myself, and I encourage you all to go out and find it, is this really neat little sign that's in my office. And it says, I love deadlines. They make the cutest whooshing sound as they go by. (laughs) So what are we saying We're saying, ultimately, that you have to be aware of where you're at, that you have to understand when you're feeling fatigued and maybe discouraged, when you think to yourself, instead of, I get to go to work today to write, you think to yourself, I'm just going to watch TV. Mm. You need to understand what's going on inside of you and ask God to show you if you need to be renewed spiritually, physically, intellectually in your creativity. Submit it all to God and let him tell you what the next step is. If you need to make a game plan, if you need to make a small change, if you need to make a big change, whatever, let God guide you in that. Again, don't impose things on yourself that you think will change it without putting it all under God's supervision and under his amen. And I want to share two verses with you before we close today. Jeremiah 31, 25 says, and I love this, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Mm. Like Aaron said early on, we can seek renewal, but the one who gives it is God Almighty. And so that's why we submit everything to him. And then 2 Timothy 1, 6 I remind you to rekindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Through Timothy's hands, he passed on a gift from God, which gave people their task. And we need to rekindle that gift. If God has given you the task to write, be ready and willing to rekindle it, to kindle it afresh, the gift of God that he has breathed into you. So friends, get to it. Find out if you need to be renewed, and if you do, go to the one who is ready and willing to grant it. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen.